attention, fantasy baseballers. First pitch on Monday is 105 Eastern, so you better set your lineup early, and we're here to help you. Welcome to the show, Fantasy Baseball today. Ad Mazer, Scott White, Al Melchior. Fantasy Week 23 coming up, and it's time for the preview. We'll tell you who to start and sit, hitters and pitchers. We're going to take a strong batch of emails later. Good emails today at DM. Fantasy Baseball at CBS.com. He is in Darnell. I'm McDonald. Fantasy Baseball at CBS.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBS Fantasy BB. Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy. It is Sunday, September 4th. Fellas, how you doing? Doing good. I'm just thinking I should have looked up through the uh, September call-up, see if we've got new DM blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe next week. We, we got Devin one right Mesoraco. here. Yeah, Devin yeah. Mesoraco, exactly. Yeah, He's going to point that one out. That's a screw-up on my part. Let's get to the show, guys. Talking about those young guys, some September call-ups and younger players that we've, we've spoken about recently. Tell me if you would start any of these guys. Yonder Alonso, Mike Trout, Jesus Montero, Devin Mesoraco, Diane Viciedo. I think there are a couple on this list that you should definitely think about starting. Even in mixed leagues, Alonzo and Mesoraco are the two you don't. They're out. They're not playing every day. Mesoraco has yet to make a start. So Dusty Baker's always like the veterans, and even when they're out of contention, that seems to be the case. But Diane Viciedo, a very exciting start, I think, this week because he's been playing every day for the White Sox, uh, showing good power, already showed good power last year. You know he's going to be able to do that, if nothing else. The White Sox have eight games this week. And it's against the Twins and Indians with a bunch of fill-in starters. Uh, the four guys the, the Twins are starting, Anthony Swarzak, Scott Diamond, Liam Hendricks, Ooh. and Carl Pavano. That's reason enough right there to start Viciedo. Uh, and then the third base eligibility. Uh, I think Jesus Montero. Um, hard. It's still kind of hard to figure out how much the Yankees are going to start him at DH, but I would think most of the time, and, and catcher-eligible player, he doesn't need to necessarily play every day. Uh, so I like him too. And then Mike Trout, I'm not to the point yet where I'm going to start him in mixed leagues, but it's it's getting closer to that. He's been red hot since his call-up. I, I just need to see him play more consistently. Well, I agree that um, Viciedo's the probably the most promising of this group in terms of playing time, and certainly he's he's got the bat that can help owners, and like you said, even in mixed leagues. But what do you think happens when Quentin, if Quentin comes back this week? Because I think he's he's a risk to lose some playing time there. I would think they would bump Adam Dunn and Deaza from the lineup before they d- dumped uh, Viciedo. They've been looking to get him in the lineup all year. Uh, he's obviously performed up to expectations so far. So that would be my guess. But I'm also highly skeptical Quentin's going to come back this week. Viciedo or Jose Constanza? Oh, Viciedo by far. Viciedo or Matt Joyce? Viciedo. Viciedo. Do it. All right. All the way. <laughs> Let's get to Scott's hitting planner. Scott's hitting planner, Al's pitching planner, available on fantasynews.cbsports.com. Teams playing eight games, there are three of them. The Mets, Braves, and the White Sox. No team plays five games, six, seven, and eight this week. And, yeah, 16 games on Monday, on Labor Day. Five best matchups this week. The White Sox, Mets, Yankees, Diamondbacks, Orioles. White Sox, Mets, Yankees, Diamondbacks, Orioles. We've talked about the White Sox. Any other fringe guys that need to be mentioned here? Well, anytime you see the Mets there, Angel Pagan comes to mind because he's still – Way understarted, I think, at like 63%, 64%. The Diamondbacks, uh, 
have a couple guys there. Aaron Hill's been red hot since coming over from the Blue Jays. As Kelly Johnson has been going to the going to the Blue Jays. Don't spoil uh, the second base preview. Now. I know, I know. <laughs> That's we pretty can't much talk all too much right about there. Kelly Johnson. Though. No, we can't. No, we can't. <laughs> we, we've got especially now that he's hot again. How about Lucas Duda? Uh, yeah, no, he's a, he's an interesting guy too. Uh, been doing everything in the majors that he did in the minors, and yeah, the Mets with the eight games there. Uh, let me see how many lefties they have on schedule. Just one in the eight games. So I would say Duda, even in mixed leagues, he's worth a look. Okay, five worst matchups now. Brewers, Cardinals, Rangers, Giants, Angels. Brewers, Cardinals, Rangers, Giants, Angels. What does that mean? Anything? Well, Anything yeah, it, it means lots of things. The Cardinals <laughs> have a couple of uh, fringe starters on their infield. In uh, Rafael for call, who actually homered three times in a row, three games in a row over the weekend, and uh, David Freeze being the other one. Two weak positions there. You look at them sometimes, but I, I think this week with the bad matchups, uh, you're talking about Ivani Guillardo, Zach Greinke, Tim Hudson. I, I would avoid those two in mixed leagues probably. Catcher now. We'll go position by position. Would you start or sit Miguel Olivo, Al? I would sit him. He's a guy, you know, if you're going to trust him, you're you're basically chasing a streak with him. Because okay. if you're not, he's ice cold. It's one of those two things. Montero Olivo. or Olivo? Montero. Scott? Montero or we're, we're talking yeah, about which, Jesus which, Montero. Yeah, I, yeah, I assume. Jesus. Jesus Montero. Uh, actually, I, huh. yeah, I'd go Montero there. Yeah, I have to think about that more. I, I think I still, I would definitely go Miguel. O- yeah. Olivo, and, he looked like he was heating up, but, you know, getting back to the chasing the streaks point, he then had three straight offers over the weekend. So, yeah, yeah he's hard I, to recommend right now. I'd take my chance with any Montero. Okay. Starter sit Jonathan Lucroy, Scott. I would sit him, and he's still. Kind of, um, I don't know, getting too much credit based on what he did earlier in the year. Since the beginning of June, which is 245 at-bats, four homers and a 640 OPS. So uh, just nothing good going on for him. And the Brewers were the number one of those five worst matchups you mentioned. Uh, they, they're going against oh a five-game Five games in a row, they're going against Chris Carpenter, Cole Hamels, Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, Vance Ooh, Morley. That's tough. It's tough for all their hitters, yeah. but especially Jonathan Lucroy. And his backup hit for the cycle Saturday. Right. they so. got to start getting Katara's yeah. more at-bats there. First base, Casey Kochman has been cold. Start or sit? Al? Sit him, uh, and I probably would sit him most weeks anyway. Okay. Freddie Freeman, starter said he's got a little, I think, quad injury. Quad injury, yeah. It doesn't sound serious. I mean, you never can be too sure, but uh, I would probably start Freeman. You would? Okay. With eight games for the Braves this week, I mean, you've got to figure you'll play six, seven. Mark Maybe Chavo. all but both the doubleheaders. Maybe eight. Games. Yeah, six, uh, seven, no, eight. no, I think eight's pushing it. They're, they're going to be careful with the quadriceps injury. Uh, they sat him Sunday, day game after a night game. So not every single day, but... I think after the month of August, he had 277, three home runs. You could argue he's probably due for a hot streak. This seems like a good time to start that. What do you think about Mark Trumbo, start or sit? I'm going to sit him, um, and a lot of it's just because Felix Hernandez and CC Sabathia in a six-game week, those are two very tough matchups. But the other thing about Trumbo, he kind of has these rev- odd reverse split thing going on 
uh, where he, he's hitting like 230 against lefties and he's got three of them on the schedule this week. So that's another reason to avoid him. Trumbo or Mitch Moreland? Neither. <laughs> Neither. I, I guess if you had, you had to do that, I'd go uh, Trumbo. But uh, Moreland's matchups this week are, are just plain awful. James Shields, Jeff Neiman, David Price. You could argue that's three aces right off the bat. And the way Brandon McCarthy pitched over the weekend, oh, yeah. you could argue that's four aces right off the bat. So I don't like the, I don't like uh, any of the borderline Rangers hitters this week, which might just be Mitch Moreland. Now that I think about it, they're they're all pretty much studs yeah, or not pretty studs. Good. Yeah. If you're stuck at first base, how do you feel about Derek Lee, who came off the DL and hit a grand slam Saturday? I don't feel good about him. I, he has three home runs in six games since joining the Pirates. Uh, two of those came in, I think it was his first game. Uh, so there is something there, but... Injury-prone 35-year-old whose power numbers have been on the decline in general. Just seems like a hard time to put my confidence in him. Hey, Al, guess who we're talking about at second base? Mm. Could it be Kelly Johnson? If only he had DM initials, but he's not even close. Kelly Johnson, start or sit Kelly Johnson. He had over 30 fantasy points this week, this past week. Yep, it's uh, the hot part of the uh, hot and cold for Kelly Johnson, so keep him in your lineup. Two okay. triples, two homers in the last six games. And when Kelly Johnson's going well, he, he gets triples. That's he, he can burn around the bases, even though he doesn't steal many bases. So I, I like what I'm seeing recently. Starter said Omar Infante. I would sit him. Um, He's, he really hasn't done much to inspire confidence. Oh, yeah, He's been hitting well, really well lately. And that said, I would agree to to sit him because uh, you know I just How, I don't what's really, trust really it. well? Because I looked this up when cause when I saw this, I'm like, what? Why are we talking about Omar Infante? It was like 265 over his last 12 games. Is I'm it like, really? What's the really well here? I have to look it up because this is totally <laughs> anecdotal for me. Uh, All right, I will take the responsibility for that. So, one. so watching Marlins games, it just seems like he's hitting well. This is I why I see. This is why we can't trust our eyes, right? <laughs> I go to get to Marlins games, and uh, I think uh, Omar Infante should be starting. Although, actually, I don't. So Aaron Hill or Jamile Weeks, fellas? Aaron Hill or Jamile Weeks? Uh, even though he's heating up, I'll, uh, Hill is heating up, I'll take Weeks over Hill. I just trust his production a lot more. They've both been really hot. Uh, Weeks on an 11-game hitting streak and 11 runs scored during that streak. So I'd also lead toward Weeks, but I like both of them this week. They're both... Both good sleepers. Third base, Casey McGee and David Freeze both have bad matchups. Are they both sits this week? I would say so. Freeze, I mean, uh, not Freeze, but McGee had a pretty good month of August. Um, but like I said, those five games in a row for the Brewers this week, that's just not, that's enough to scare me away. <laughs> Any borderline player there. And then the Cardinals, we talked about their bad matchups too. I would avoid both. How about Ryan Roberts? I like him. Uh, kind of the same reason I like Hill. Um, the way the Diamondbacks week starts at Colorado and against Esmil Rogers, uh, Jason Hamill, and Kevin Millwood. Seems like a good time for their hitters to tee off, and Ryan Roberts is somebody who should pretty much be starting every week anyway mm -hmm. with third base eligibility. Okay. Moving on, we'll look at shortstops now and Scott's hitting planner. Rafael for call. We did talk about him a little bit earlier, but he's a sit this week? I would think so. All yes. Right. Bad matchups for the Cardinals. It's just hard with shortstop, you know? Like, I could understand somebody starting for call because he's still 
better than a lot of what's out there on the waiver wire, but I, I'm not. I don't really like his chances of performing this week. Dodgers shortstops, Red Sox shortstops, D. Gordon, Justin Sellers, and Scudero Lowry. Now Scott's going to talk about Gordon in the quick pitch segment, but is is it? I mean, I saw Sellers started I think on Saturday, but Gordon's been really good. And what's going on with Boston? Boston. Lowry uh, has had more issues with his shoulder. Um, doesn't look like a big deal, but it is the same shoulder that put him on the DL earlier. So something to watch. I, I think he's going to be able to play this week, but we might see a, kind of a lefty-righty thing going on with those two going forward because Lowry has hit left-hander so well. I imagine that's when he's going to get most of his starts. So I, I'm thinking neither of these guys is going to be particularly useful in mixed leagues over the last few weeks here. Al, would you start Cliff Pennington at shortstop if you needed one? Probably not. Um, I've actually, I have thought about it in, in some of my leagues uh, where I've got him benched, uh, one league in particular anyway. And, um, Who are you starting over him? Uh, actually, Trevor Plouffe. It's an AL only, yeah. Okay. Plouffe over Pennington. Pennington's been hot. Yeah. Pennington's been really hot. So, I, you know, and I took notice of that, but I just am not sure how long that's going to last because most <laughs> of the Cliff Pennington. Yeah, yeah that, that's, After the other, all. <laughs> that's the other side of the coin there. How good could he possibly be? But still 20-plus head-to-head points in four of the last seven weeks, and they are going against the Royals in three of their six games this week. So I think I might be tempted to start him over somebody like Rafael for call, over somebody like Trevor Plouffe, probably. probably. Um, but I don't know. You're, you're right. It's risky anytime you uh, like. When I was putting this in the hitting planner originally, I'm like, I can't believe I'm honestly going to recommend Cliff Pennington because he's not a good player. <laughs> well, you, you know, earlier the year you were a lot higher on him, but we've had That's you true. know all these weeks of really pretty poor production, so yeah, just makes you a little jaded. All right, in the outfield, starter sit Jason Hayward. I'm going to sit him. He's not an everyday player, and he hasn't been all that good. Now, I did have a note that Adam Jones was cold, but he snapped out of it. He doubled and homered on Sunday, so I think you can start him. Delman Young, starter sit. I th- um, I'm not that high on starting him this week. Uh, they get Ubaldo Jimenez and Justin Masterson in the, uh, week, the series to open the week there. And uh, just didn't have the big week I was expecting of him this week with much better matchups than that. Austin Jackson. We love to hate Austin Jackson here. but <laughs> Some of us. Al, Al likes him better than I do. Yeah. So. Al, you starting him? Oh, Probably not in a standard mix league, no. I, okay. I like some of the things I've seen from him this year, but I think he's still very much a work in progress. Austin Jackson or Carlos Beltran? Definitely Beltran. He went 7-for-7 seven seven on Friday and Saturday. So that... As enough to convince me that he's back and going to be just fine. <laughs> we good starting Peter Borges this week? I wouldn't uh, because, like I said, Felix Hernandez, CeCe Sabathia on the schedule for the Angels, and Borges has kind of cooled off since his red-hot August. We move on to the injuries, news, and notes. You want to check out fantasynews.cbssports.com for the latest. But Steven Strasburg is a two-star pitcher, Al. He is, and I will be honest. At the moment that we are taping this, I'm a little bit confused about his value for the coming week. Now, that said, if if you have him in a stair mix league, you should probably start him. 
But I've seen two different reports on how he's going to be used in his debut. One says absolutely no more than four innings and probably less. Another more recent one, five to six innings. Yeah, that's I'm, not so great. It's not so great, yeah. but it, it's, the number I saw was it was going to be less than the seventy pitches he threw in his last rehab start, okay. which might explain some of the the variety of innings you're seeing there. Yeah. It's more of a number of pitches thing. So you know, I would probably err on the side of caution. Meaning that, you know, he's going to make two starts. And even if he's really great, probably between those two starts, you're not going to get a whole lot more than maybe one normal start worth of production from him. So there's an, uh, you know, innings limit risk there. And there's even a little bit of performance risk because it's been a year. Yeah. So, um, Strasburg does have the Dodgers and Astros, though. Yeah. So that's good, good, good matchups. Certainly, uh, you know, could be a soft landing for Strasburg. But, um, you know, I would say back of the rotation guy. Uh, in standard mixed leagues this week. Let's go through some of the names here. Alex Rodriguez returned over the weekend. You can start him. Hanley Ramirez, is he going to have shoulder surgery? Looks like it. That's yeah. the doctor's recommendation. And if that's what the doctor says, yeah, you got to believe that's what they're going to do. Reports are he is going to have yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. tough break for him. As Drupal Cabrera, starter sit. Uh, he came back Sunday, so he's looking good to go. C.J. Wilson, okay. Yeah, he is expected to make his start next week. Ben Zobris has a stiff neck. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about this one. Joe Madden says it's not a big deal, but he it does affect him swinging. And even though they, they say it's not like last year's, that is what really messed him up last year. So with some of the sleeper second baseman we talked about this week, Kelly Johnson, Aaron Hill, Jemiah Weeks, there's enough out there that I think I would play it safe and sit Zobrist in a mixed league. Mark Teixeira is back. So is Joe Maurer. Uh, he came back and he homered on Sunday. You can start Teixeira and Maurer. Jimmy Rollins coming off the DL this week? I would seriously doubt it. He's eligible to... Um, you know, he can't go on minor league rehab assignment, I guess. So it's possible he could come off. They're, they're, they're talking about this kind of in, in Milwaukee with Ricky Weeks bringing him back as a pinch hitter. I, I think if Rollins does come back, he won't be playing right away necessarily uh, because they, they need to get him healthy for the playoffs more than any, anything else. They're already in. They've already got the first seed pretty much. They're, they're going to want to wait on him. So Rollins and Weeks both sit them this week. Yes. Okay. How about Yunel Escobar? He has a wrist injury. Yeah, and it's in a brace. They say it's feeling it was feeling good Sunday and that he shouldn't miss much time. I think I'd probably start him uh, as weak as shortstop is. I don't know that I'd be willing to go for a Cliff Pennington over Yunel Escobar. Al, can you start Jair Jurgens or is he a must-sit? He's a must-sit, um, and there is a chance that we don't see him again during the regular season this year. Okay. How about Brian Wilson? Is he done for the year? Same thing. Not an absolute uh, out for the year for Wilson, but uh, a strong possibility. Let's look at the pitching planner, shall we? One-star pitchers, two-star pitchers. Start out with Jaime Garcia. So he got some rest, out and he got a win. And he's got the Braves at home. We got a lot of guys on this list here that are started in much fewer leagues than they're owned in. And Garcia is a good example. 92% ownership started in just 55% of leagues. What do you do this week? 
Yeah, well, um, I've changed my mind a little bit on Garcia from the first uh, version of the pitching planner uh, that got published early Friday and the one that's going to go live tonight because that was a much better performance on Saturday from Garcia than um, than I was certainly expecting. That said, you should be cautious with him if you have good options. I wouldn't take the risk. But, um, you know, if the cupboard's bare and you're looking for uh, the last starter in your standard mixed league, I think you could do all right with Garcia. Gio Gonzalez, he struck out seven Indians Thursday, seven scoreless. He has Kansas City at home, 94% ownership, 58% of those owners are starting him. Yeah, no, Gonzalez should start. Um, I know a lot of owners get frustrated with his wildness and some inconsistency, but he's a safe bet most weeks. Scott mentioned Brandon McCarthy earlier in the show. Well, he has been on fire. Complete game shutout of Seattle with 10 strikeouts, but he's at Texas this week, and he's only owned in 56% of leagues. What do you think about McCarthy? Yeah, he needs to be picked up. Um, This is a guy who's been underrated almost all season, and then he missed a little bit of time, and then he came back, and he wasn't quite as effective when he came back. So any momentum that McCarthy had earlier in the year, he sort of lost, but now he's gotten it back with a vengeance. And, And McCarthy, even with a tough matchup, I think he's shown that He's somebody who can help you in a, in a standard mixed league, even with one start. He is a guy who has had a few ugly starts mixed in with the good ones, though, and, and at Texas kind of scares me. I, I kind of feel like this last week was the time to pick up and start McCarthy, which obviously doesn't help anybody right. now. But uh, with the two good matchups, he had two dominant starts, and he's worth picking up for Another good matchup in the future, another two-start week, hopefully, if if he's able to get one in the last couple weeks. But I would not start him this week personally. So if you're a commissioner of your CBSSports.com league, go to the edit service time tool and put Brandon McCarthy in your week 22 lineup. (laughs) You uh, are telling people to cheat. I don't think anyone will notice. I'm just saying. I don't think anyone's (laughs) going to notice. I might do it myself. Uh, John Danks. John Danks was crushed by Detroit. Eight runs and four and two-thirds Friday. He's got Minnesota on the road. Any concerns there with a guy who's only started in half our leagues? Yeah, and another guy who I think is very, very under-owned. He's going to get a much easier matchup this week, a better venue to pitch in, and somebody who's been pretty consistent. So I think it's safe to uh, start Danks. Mike Leake is one of the most consistent pitchers lately over the last four starts. It's basically six innings every time. He'll walk one. Strike out around five and usually give about four, give up about four or five runs. Start him at the Cubs? Well, first of all, this could be Leak's last start this season. So look for Edson Volquez in a Reds rotation near you because that's coming whether it's uh, the, the start after this or you know maybe a little bit later. But in terms of this week for Leak, um, you know, that's, that's a good matchup with the Cubs. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's been a little off. You're right, the last four starts. But he was pretty consistently good. Prior to that, I think he's worth one more shot. Would you start Leak or McCarthy over Jaime Garcia? I would start either. Okay. Yeah. Derek Le- Holland. Leak for sure. Okay. Derek Holland is next up here. What a performance by Holland. Seven innings in Fenway Friday. No runs. Two hits. No walks. Six strikeouts. And he's owned in 82% of leagues. Started in just 44%. And it's a little bit of a break from the pattern that we've seen from Holland where he really annihilates bad lineups but then struggles against most other teams. So he had a tough, tough assignment here and uh, you know, passed it with flying colors. But it doesn't really change my opinion on Holland as a one-start guy. I just think he's way too erratic. So you don't like week. him at the Rays this week? I don't, know. He's, okay. he's interesting to watch as a sleeper for next year, I feel like. Holland 
is someone who might be you could maybe pinpoint as a breakout candidate uh, if he continues to progress like he has this year. Zach Britton earned his ninth win Friday at Tampa Bay. He is at the Yankees, Scott. And he it shut was, them down last he, time. He did. He shut down the Yankees last time, and he shut down the Rays this time, and that's three very good starts in a row for Zach Britton. Uh, so although I have a hard time seeing myself starting him in a one-start week against the Yankees, I think he's absolutely worth picking up again and maybe uh, looking in ahead to Fantasy Week 24. Uh Depending on how this start goes, you might want to start Britain. Scott, are you at all, or Al, are you guys at all enticed by Kevin Millwood, who has actually not been that bad for no, Colorado? He hasn't. It's been surprising to me because nobody wanted him, and he doesn't really throw hard anymore. But he, he's getting strikeout, which which is the the surprising part to me, because you know any pitcher can luck into a good start now and then if they're being hit at the fielders, but he's getting strikeouts. I don't know what it means. I don't, I don't, I don't like him, but uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm curious to see how this all ends for him. I, I am too. Well, you know, there's not that much time left, so you could continue <laughs> this and we'll just, you know, end the season just, you know, shaking our heads because yeah. uh, now I, I'm just in utter disbelief. I did not expect this. I thought he would get uh, absolutely routed. Um, pitching for Colorado, but yeah, he's been good and we'll watch and maybe see if we can make more sense of it next week, but for now I'm avoiding him in, in mixed leagues. Then we'll move on to the two-star pitchers now. We'll start with Ubaldo Jimenez, home against Detroit at Chicago, 96% ownership. Jimenez is being started in 74% of leagues. Starter sit? Uh, start Ubaldo. Um, you know, and I know he's been erratic uh, since coming over to Cleveland and it's not really been a great season for him overall, but um, there are some very, very good two-star pitchers and a lot of not very good ones. So I think when it all shakes out, Jimenez is somebody that uh, you have to find a roster spot for. Where does Matt Garza fall? Well, he's somebody I, I would start in any two-start week in any format. And in a standard mixed league, I'd start him just about every week. Okay. So he certainly should be started this week. Doug Fister, still available in 33% of leagues at Cleveland, home against the Twins. Great matchups. Got to start him. He's going to go against you in the podcast league, Al. Uh, <laughs> watch out. Can't wait. <laughs> Randy Wolf is at St. Louis, home against Philadelphia. Scott, Randy Wolf. He's, uh, he's on the lower end, I would guess, of two-star pitchers, certainly behind those three. Still, he has been good enough, often enough, that I, I think I would give him a shot in a two-star week. couple tough matchups there, but... If you're one of those guys who likes to load up on two-star pitchers, uh, he seems like somebody who would be available off the waiver wire and would be better than most of the options who are. Randy Wolf or Josh Colmenter? Colmenter is at Colorado, home against the Padres. Well, Wolf isn't a guy that I usually place in the same sentence as reliable, mm -hmm. but uh, with this comparison, he's the safe play. Okay. Um, and not just because Cole Mentor has been very streaky this year, or at least streaky might not be the right word, but, but inconsistent. But um, these two starts just give owners the toughest choice to make because he's at Colorado and he's a fly ball pitcher. And then he goes to Petco. So, uh, actually, or, or, no, 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 Petco I'm sorry. You're right. Arizona. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're right. Uh, Arizona, he has San Diego at home. At home. Okay, I'll have to double-check that because I think, and in any event, um, even at home against the Padres, that's, that's a start that you would yeah. trust him in. So um, I, th I think when it all washes out, um, if you, to sort of paraphrase what Scott said about Randy Wolf, if you really, really need or want a two-star pitcher, 
I think there's more payoff than risk risk here, but I would avoid him if possible. How do you feel about Freddie Garcia? Freddie Garcia has Baltimore at home, the Angels on the road. Um, no, I like him. I think it's, uh, it's a solid set of matchups for Garcia. For, uh, Fausto Carmona, home against Detroit and home against Chicago. 53% ownership for Carmona. I guess he's kind of in the Randy Wolf category for me where recently he's pitched well enough that if you really want a two-star pitcher, you, you could go ahead and start him with the Tigers and the White Sox. I can promise you I would not be starting Carmona in any of my leagues because I don't trust him on a start-to-start basis. And uh, I think I could either find better one-start options or, or go with a Randy Wolf or even a Josh Colmenter type over Carmona. But, you know, I, I, I can't really argue against somebody who says, I want to start Carmona this week. Al, James McDonald is good at home, right? Yeah, he's very good at home and good matchups. Uh, yeah, I'm tempted to make him my Adam Azer's deeper league start of the week here because go. he's got Houston and Florida at home, and he's owned in only 43% of leagues. Yeah, go for it. I, th- I think uh, you know definitely should be starting in deeper leagues. Start of the week. My, yeah. my start of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Not the fantasy analyst. The other guy. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and by stand corrected, by the way, I just t- took a quick look. Yeah, so yeah, Cole Mentor does have that start against the Padres at home. I still you know, think that makes him a, a decent option. You like John Lannon. He has the Dodgers and Astros at home. Adam Azer's start of the week in even deeper leagues. John Lannon, huh? Sure, I think he, he deserves that. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, no, I mean, McDonald and Lannon, you and, know, but they're both, you know, a good set of matchups. They both have some risk, but, um, you know, they, they'll squeeze out enough production in two starts against, against weaker opponents to, to be usable. Okay, just for the record, the views expressed by Adam Azer should not be taken seriously or listened to, <laughs> listen to the other guys. You're going too deep for me here. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. um, two guys here with great matchups. Would you take a shot on them? Danny Duffy, Felipe Paulino at Oakland at Seattle. I'm going to say only in AL only head-to-head leagues because I still, with Polino coming off the injury, I, I don't have a high amount of confidence in him, and Duffy has been too inconsistent all year. In a head-to-head league where a high whip and ERA for a start won't necessarily kill you, it's worth a shot in a roto league where they could just end up doing double the damage in those two starts, I say it's not. Well, you know, I mean, it depends. If you're talking AL only, I'm not really sure what better options you might have. It's I, I'd go with a – for a Roto League, I'd probably go with a middle reliever with a good ERA and whip over a, a shaky two-star guy like that. Well, you know, and again, in Roto, it really depends. I, I think they've got some, you know, some chances with those matchups to, to pick up a, a win. Sure. You know, so That's look, why I say head-to-head. Yeah, no, but I'm but in a roto league, if if I needed wins, and I was safe in some other yeah. categories, okay, you know, I I think more often than not, I would start those guys in those formats, but only those formats. Okay, quick pitch time, Al rolling in the deep here, like you, Adele. Uh, Liam Hendricks is your AL player. Do you guys not get the reference? You know uh, that song, "Rolling in the Deep" by Adele. It's uh, only like the the biggest hit. You'd know it if the, you heard it. Nah, I, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm that. Would. I'm that. I'm that out of it. Absolutely would. It's like it's a very good song. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> they say he's a very good pitcher. So okay. So well, well done with the segue there. Thank you. All right. Yeah, Liam Hendricks. He's go- going to start for the Twins uh, this Tuesday. Um, he's being called up. They uh, they need the spot start, and uh, he's been really really very good in Double A AA and Triple A this year. So um, I don't think he was really necessarily in the in the Twins' plans for this season. But with all the injuries that they've had, uh, he's going to be called upon 
great, great control, uh, very, very low walk rates. Um, in AA, good strikeout rate, but in AAA, sort of uh, tailed off a bit. So, you know, we're talking AL only here, good deal of risk with Hendricks, but, um, you know, more of a guy to scout for next year because if he can crack the Twins rotation next year, I think he could be um, – a rookie to watch and in and, and really, really deep leagues just this coming week could even help you as, as soon as this week. You, you, got, you don't know who Adele is. You guys don't watch wrestling. I mean, what did you do? What do you do? We watch baseball? baseball all the time. All right, that works. <laughs> I guess that's good for this show. Scott's AO player, DM David Murphy. That is a DM. You could have gone with him too. Yeah. David Murphy as the quick pitch here. He's been getting starts over Leonis Martin with Nelson Cruz out. We could argue about how annoying that is. But the fact (laughs) of the matter is he's deserved it, given his performance. Um, Back-to-back 20-plus point head-to-head weeks these last couple weeks. Went two for five with the triple on Sundays, batting 459 with three homers in his last eight games. And pretty much ever since he got to Texas, he's been a fourth outfielder who... Whenever Nelson Cruz or Josh Hamilton goes down, as they seem to always do, he gets in the lineup and and gives relevant mixed-league production like he's doing right now. So I think David Murphy is a guy who's worth a look off the waiver wire. Because Texas has those tough matchups this week uh, with James Shields, Jeff Neiman, David Price to open the week, I don't think I'd start Murphy in standard mixed leagues. But in anything deeper than that, uh, uh, 14, 16 team Roto League with those five outfield spots. You, you definitely need to give him a look. Al to your NL player. Yep, um, going deep again. Another recent call up, uh, Josh Satin. And uh, I have to admit, I had to do a little research on the pronunciation. Uh, not that, why do you think I, not, I didn't yeah. it myself? I had no not idea Satin, not not <laughs> Satan. It's Josh okay. Satin, like the fabric, who was just called up uh, by the Mets and got his first major league hit today on Sunday. Um, and they're going to try to find some playing time for him. It's it's a crowded situation. And, and Scott, I don't know if you were talking about Satin, but you made a comment earlier today about how they seem to have you know clones of all these guys like you know Nick Evans and Lucas Duda, yeah, who, but who are all you know maybe sort of the the same guy. But Satin is, is he's very versatile. I think they can find playing time for him uh, around the infield and outfield. And great line drive hitter in the minor leagues, um, you know, good doubles power. So I guess in that sense, and I think you know Duda probably is going to ha- wind up having a lot more home run power than this guy. Maybe the Nick Evans uh, yeah. comparison's a yeah, little I more would, apt. I would say so. You know, but but some promise there. Um, a little bit old for uh, a prospect, twenty six, but somebody to keep your eye on more for next year than for this year. Uh, the Mets organization very very high on him, Sandy Alderson in particular. Um, but even you know this year. If they do manage to find uh, some playing time for him, could help you in NL only down the stretch. Josh Satin, S-A-T-I-N. And Scott's NL player is D. Gordon. Yeah, D. Gordon, what he's done in four games since coming back from the DL for a shoulder injury is pretty much what we <laughs> hope to see from D. Gordon in the very beginning uh, in those five games. 563, three doubles, three stolen bases. And I, I saw one of those doubles. Uh, on Saturday night, it was hit in front of the outfielder. Wow. And he, it, it was kind of in between, but Bourne cut it off. Still, D. Gordon got to second without it rolling past him. So I think that's very impressive. That's the kind of thing he can do with his speed. Um, and then he had another big game Sunday, three for five, a double and a stolen base. 
I think it's definitely worth watching because with the weakness of the shortstop position, somebody with that kind of speed who can steal those bases, he doesn't necessarily need to hit for a high batting average to make a contribution. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to recommend starting him after a four-game stretch like this, but certainly if you're hurting at shortstop, uh, I, I think maybe Gordon would be somebody to pick up over a Jed Lowry at this point. Pennington? Um I would rather go with Pennington right now than D. Gordon, but the upside is higher for Gordon. If this is the start of something, he will end up the more valuable of the two over the last few weeks here. So uh, clearly somebody to watch over this next week. Let's read our emails now. Start out with Mike in Detroit. we got a lot of them, so let's try to fly here. Our league scoring period starts on September 1st, goes until the 14th. How would you rank these three players for the next two weeks? Ben Zobrist, Eric Hosmer, Desmond Jennings, head-to-head league, standard scoring. Zobrist, Hosmer, Jennings. Well, the easy answer would be Zobrist, Jennings, Hosmer. But with Zobrist dealing with that neck injury, that's enough to put him at the bottom of the list for me when you're just talking about the next two weeks. And, you know, Hosmer's been great, so it's not like you can really go wrong with uh, Jennings and Hosmer. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And I even gave it a little bit of thought to putting Hosmer at the top. But I think in the end, Jennings, Hosmer. Adam in Columbia, traveling in San Francisco. Should I keep Lind or Chris Young for the rest of the way? 12-team, 6 by 6 head-to-head category league. Lind or Young? I would say Young. Okay. I, you know, I just don't have a lot of trust that we're going to see the power again from Lind this season. And Young, it's risky, but uh, you know, I think there's, there's a lot more upside there. I think Lind did homer Saturday, Saturday so did. that would be something to watch. But right now, I, I said easily Young. Jason in Southgate, Michigan. I've already locked up my playoff spot in my 10-team head-to-head points league, but I'm trying to secure the number one overall seed. I need to fill my third base spot and utility spot with a combination of the following. So pick two. Ryan Zimmerman, Kevin Euclid, Desmond Jennings, Nick Markakis. Ooh. I mean, I want Jennings in there for sure, and it's a question of uh, Zimmerman or Uke, and I think they both have a little bit of risk. Uh, I think I'm going to go you because Zimmerman just really has not has not produced the way that uh, I certainly thought he would. I'm going to go Zimmerman because you just coming back from the DL, it wouldn't hurt to give him a week to warm up. So I'll say Zimmerman and Jennings. Also, I don't know what to do with my two relief pitcher spots. I have Bruce Chen, Alexi Ogando, and Francisco Cordero. On waivers are Joel Hanrahan, Joaquin Soria, Leo Nunez, Kyle Farnsworth, and Fernando Salas. Okay. What do you, well, what you do? I think I would probably go with Hanrahan and Soria and try not to mess around with it too much. Uh, the relievers are going to be more reliable than either of those starters, Chen and Ogando, and those are your best two relievers. Victor K. in Staten Island, New York. I'm in a daily 12-team Head-to-head, 5x5, five five, keeper league with nine keepers with round forfeits of two or one round inflation every year until a player reaches the fifth round. Then no more inflation. So of these players, which should I not keep? Adrian Gonzalez, and he, he lists the round. Um, Adrian Gonzalez, second round. Josh Hamilton, fifth. Steven Strasburg, 12th round. Ricky Weeks, 14th. Bautista in the 22nd. Hosmer in the 23rd. Laurie in the 25th. Morse, Beachy, and Matt Moore in the 25th. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. You have to pick one not to, not to keep. 
That is that is tough because um, these are all good values. Well, I don't know that we necessarily have to pick one. It might be a situation where he can keep as many players as he wants, and he's nine, asking us nine to. keepers. Oh, okay. See this right here. I need to read nine keepers. That's exactly <laughs> I, exactly uh, what's happening. The here. the three names that I could single out here are Hosmer, Morse, and Moore. No, I, no, no, you got to keep Hosmer and Morse. Maybe not more because well, I was leaning towards more out of those three. But I, mean, you say you I think keep Hosmer and Morse. But look at the rest of this. I know, I know. Yeah. I think maybe Adrian Gonzalez in round two isn't enough of a value to justify getting rid of those. But you know, I'd probably get rid of more because you know, I, I, you know, the Gonzalez more I think about it, that's that's really the obvious choice is yeah. to, to dump more. All right, Ron from Washington. Although I'm going to cross out from, and I'm going to say this is Ron Washington. I'm in the playoffs for a daily head-to-head categories league. I'm worried about the recent inconsistencies, matchups of Brandon Morrow, Anibal Sanchez, and Kobe Lewis. Would you drop any of those guys for the likes of Javier Vasquez, Wandy Rodriguez, Edwin Jackson, Derek Lowe, Mike Miner, Brandon McCarthy, or Zach Britton? So would you drop Morrow, Anibal, or Colby for any of those guys? Um, Morrow and Lewis for sure to get Javier Vasquez in there. And I'm just looking through the list one more time. Yeah, Vasquez and, and Wandy Rodriguez are the, the priority priority names, excuse me, from this list to get in here. Um, and then, you know, you've got a conundrum there with McCarthy or Sanchez. As much as I touted McCarthy earlier, and I think with different choices, you could still justify starting McCarthy. I think I'd rather have uh, Anibal Sanchez. It's close, but I would definitely, definitely, definitely drop Morrow, drop Lewis, and roster mm. Vasquez and Wandy. Okay. Is it is it an innings thing with Morrow? There's nothing innings-wise going no, on. No, it's just him. he's he just been, been very, been very inconsistent. Uh, he's blown up a lot. I still think I like him more, though. I, I'd be but, willing to drop Lewis, but I don't think Morrow or Sanchez. Well, then, okay, Vasquez or Wandy, which one would you keep and which one would you leave? Because oh, they, man. They've both been very good, and Vasquez especially. I would leave Vasquez. Two start week? Maybe not in the two. <laughs> maybe I'd, maybe that would uh, determine it for me. Go with Vasquez this week. Ready for the next one? Yes. Gary in New Jersey. Sup, Flava and the boys. Time for some AL-only semi-final guidance in my head-to-head league. Which pitcher do I leave out this week? I need to bench one. Masterson, Morrow, two-start Neiman, Scherzer, two-start Britain. If I start Britain, it means I must drop Matt Moore. So bench one. Masterson, Morrow, Scherzer. Neiman and Britain have two starts. Well, but Britain doesn't have two and starts. I, and Neiman does doesn't either. I'm double-checking this. just this, making up the starts. <laughs> yeah. No, Neiman and Britain are one-start guys. Okay, then in Masterson, so Morrow, Neiman, Scherzer, Britain. Britain's the guy to leave out then if he's just a one-start guy, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Now, I'm going to read the next one. It's from Jeff and Madison, and I'm only going to be the only one who gets it. Dear Fantasy Coco Bewares. That's a wrestler. Classic wrestler. Uh, (laughs) What is up with Jared Weaver? He is single-handedly pulling my team out of first. Something seems fishy with him. I have Javi Vasquez waiting in the wings. Should I bench Weaver for Vasquez? Uh, He has not been good lately. Weaver has not. But even with a two-start week, even though we're, you know, several months past Javi Vasquez national holiday, um, (laughs) that uh, I think you still have to trust Weaver. Uh, to me, he's still a must-start. Okay. 
Hey, fantasy assistance from Chris in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Playoff time. Need some help with pitching. Best two pitchers for this week. Two start Corota. Two start Wolf. One start Cahill. One start Colby Lewis. Two so pick st- two. Two start Corota. Two start Wolf. Yep. If, if if Lewis hadn't been so bad recently, I might start him over Wolf. But I'm I'm pretty much done with Lewis in mixed leagues. All right, but there's a lot at stake here because Chris says if I win my league, I'll send you a fruit basket. Well, we're, let's get ready. Figure out how to split that up because it's Corota and Wolf. All right, favorite fruit, Al? Uh, grapes. Green or, re- or purple, <laughs> whatever. Uh, favorite? <laughs> the green, green, whatever. I, I haven't thought about my favorite fruit since kindergarten. Think about it. It's not that hard. Uh, I like watermelon, but you don't put that in watermelon a fruit basket. Watermelon is your favorite fruit? It's a good one. It's a, it's a really bad choice. It's that's a, also a bad big, choice. big basket you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a big um, – uh, all right, yeah, include some – Peaches are good. Grapes. That's Peaches good. for this Georgia kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go with strawberries and, uh, yeah, send it our way. We appreciate it. <laughs> don't Thank send a watermelon. Yeah, don't send a watermelon. <laughs> we're going to a Gallagher show. <laughs> Do you don't like watermelon? Not really. Um, no, You're, I don't. It's forced on you and you eat it. No, I like watermelon, but no, I, don't I don't like peaches. I, you don't like peaches? No, I think they have a slimy texture. Okay, well, they you like do, nectarines? but it's a fruit. You like nectarines? I uh, like peaches without that crap texture. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done for today. It's gotten a little crazy. Reminding everybody that uh, we're a three-show-a-week show from now on, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we'll be back Tuesday. Enjoy Labor Day. Remember, games are early, 105 on Monday. See ya.